This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. All right, mate. Time has come to dissect the Cox Plate, runner by runner, sorting the pretenders from the contenders. We've done it for two races so far. The Everest, winner. Caulfield Cup winner. So two from two so far when we're doing this this year. We're looking to go five for five. Hopefully we can find the winner here. What are your thoughts on the Cox Plate in general, the field that's been assembled? Yeah, welcome, mate. Obviously not our normal setup, guys. Um, couldn't get into the studio today. Just wanted to put that out. So we've got a dip, bit of a different setup for those that are watching on the YouTube. But um, yeah, man, good field to line up. I really like it. Um a couple of good chances, a couple of good horses. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a cracking race. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's the the, the racing purists' best race in Australia. It's one of the yep. racing purists' best weight race in the world. Best weight for age race in the world, they say. Um, and for a reason. Like the way, if you're not um, aware, punters, the way the Cox Plate set up is a special committee at Mooney Valley specifically choose the field. They hand select the field to ensure the highest quality possible. So, you know, you've got your nominations like any race, but then, you know, instead of the camps going, now nah, we're going to go there, we're going to scratch, or a ballot system where you've got to earn so much prize money or run to a specific rating, the committee go, no, 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 you're too shit for this, get out. You're not racing this year. Actually, yeah. you know what? You, horse from Europe, you are good enough. Come over. We're officially inviting you to run. We'd love for you to run, and they say, yeah, 100%, we're racing the Cox Plate. And then come barrier draw time, to add a little bit more spice to the mix, it's a random barrier draw in the sense that, you know, the horse comes out like any other barrier draw, but instead of drawing the horse, then their barrier, you draw the horse and the trainers and connections they get to go and pick from the remaining barriers. Okay, so it's very interesting. It's a very tactical affair, the Cox Plate. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Um, yeah, big day on Saturday. We um, in our cricket, if anyone really cares. But um, <laughs> yeah, we 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 got two hundred, so we're gonna try and bowl them out early and get down to the pub and watch the Cox Plate. But um, yeah, a bit of bit of controversy happening in our game back at there. But um, yeah, looking forward to the Cox Plate, mate. So I'm so keen. Are there any winners and losers that you thought from the barrier draw? Um. Not in my opinion. I know you have else opinion. Yeah, um, I, I reckon. We'll get into it a bit in a in a while. I think um, for the main part, most of my contenders and pretenders stayed the same, but there is a bit of a, a halt. But um, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, well, before we get into the runner by runner um, breakdown, what we like to do for most of the big races, we go through the key facts, stats, trends that the punters need to know before making their tip. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick in the Cox Plate. So, you've got 53 of the past 83 winners have jumped from barriers 7 or lower. 
Yeah, 100%, mate. So as we discussed with the winners and losers, you know, we'll go through them in the runner by runner, but there's certainly some horses that would have preferred to be drawn softer because of that stat. Yeah, 100%. Um, you look at the some of the ones that have gone a bit wider, obviously the Yazakis and your other ones. Zaki probably looks really good going into this race, to be honest, but um, pulls that outside barrier, gets a bit of a worry, but um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, on that, um, you've also got barriers one and two are the only barriers to not have produced a winner in over 20 years. Very barrier-centric stats this week, punters, um, and for good reason. At a track like Mooney Valley, Barriers can be everything. Because it's such a tight turning track, you need to be able to find the right part of the track, eh? 100%. And then no horse has ever won from Barrier 12, so that brings Zaki in again. But yeah. um, if any horse is going to break that curse, I think it will be Zaki. But I'll get into that when we talk about him a little bit later. Um, but yeah, interesting one, mate. Barrier 12, no winners have been produced from Barrier 12. Yeah, Barrier 12. And I think maybe Barrier 14 as well, which is irrelevant this year as only 12 horses have come. But um. Yeah, in the 101, this is the 101st, the, uh, the history of the Cox Plate, 12, yet to produce a winner. So Zaki has to defy quite a long history in winning this weekend. Um, Favourites have a 41% win rate in the Cox Plate. So usually, on average, 30% to 33% is the national standard, yep. but a 41% win rate for the favourites in the Cox Plate. Yeah, it's not too bad, mate. And um, you look at a... Your favorite at the moment, Romantic Warriors, sitting at four dollars, and that's a good price to have, even if you want to have take that favorite. And I can respect that. So, if you want to look into that, punters, you can. Um, we look at the four-year-olds here. They've won the last. They've won fourteen in the last thirty-two editions, which is the biggest trend out of all of them, I assume. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, sorry, four-year-olds are the most successful age group in the history of the Cox Plate. I believe they've won just under thirty percent, or just over thirty percent of the. In- entirety out of its history five-year-olds come next when it comes to the successful age groups be a 14 out of the last 32 editions and i believe the only four-year-old in the race this year is victoria road that european uh raider as we'll discuss later um then we've also got since 2009 all cox plate winners have finished in the top three in their previous start so the last 13 years all horses that have gone on to win the Cox Plate in their previous start, they finish in the placings. So keep that in mind when you've got some of these horses that didn't quite do that last start. Fair okay, that is the stats over and done with. Now, mate, we'll take a quick look at the speed map here, and it's a bit of a tricky one to figure out because it's a, just another piece to the Cox Plate jigsaw puzzle. 100%. Obviously, Who do you think pushes forward? Yeah, Pushes forward's a, a real tough one. I think obviously Zaki from the barrier is going to have to get out has there. Has to cross. Has to has work to hard cross, to cross. Has to work out. Obviously, you've got the the short straight at Mooney Valley and um, leaders really like the track. Um, in saying that, obviously, Amelia's Jewel and Imperatures, those two wins on Moya Stake Night, they did not lead and they sit just behind at just, a, just about at the pace. So um, not necessarily leaders win all the time, but you do see that trend that they need to be up there because it's short straight. So yeah. short straight, you, you're missing an extra 200 from other tracks. So, Do you think Zaki gets the lead over Blood since Blood is drawn softer? Do you think Blood will be okay to take the sit behind Zaki or he'll run forward and try and get that lead and pressure him and make Zaki sit outside him? It's a tough one. I really haven't thought about it as much when I probably should have, to be honest. I think um, Zaki's going to use a lot of petrol, mate, to get to the outside. I think I – think 
alligator blood will push um, Zaki Put the pressure on. as much as it can, but it's not going to give it its all to take Zaki out of the game because Zaki's going to use a lot of petrol to get to the front. And um, I think Alligator Blood, it's it's one of his one of the top horses in the race, one of the top chances in my opinion. I don't think it'll be too worried about other things around them. I think they'll have a pretty solid plan going into it. And um, I don't think it'll burn too much just to keep Zaki out of it. Fair enough. And then the back markers, you've got the likes of Gold Trip, my Oberon, uh, Duas and Militarized. They're all going to be the ones to probably launch late. But from their respective barriers, they've all drawn barriers that should actually let them sit a little closer than they usually do. Militarized especially, they picked that barrier for that reason. So they hope that he doesn't get all the way to the back, that he can sort of sit maybe top of the midfield, off the pace. Um, goal trip, they can do whatever they want from that barrier. They can go back if they want or sit closer to them. Do you think we could see a swooping victory here? It's going to be hard, obviously, like we mentioned before, with the short straight. You're not going to see those horses like, I don't know, it's going to be hard, Gold Trip, obviously. Um, it's really been kicking, I'd say, probably about the 400 metres. And how's it going to do that when it's, it's bending? Going around the bend going instead bend, of being in the straight. Um, unless it really hits the inside and really gets a lucky gap, which it probably won't in a Cox Plate with um, so many competitive jockeys, so many competitive horses out there. Um, it's it's a real tough point, and it yeah, it's going to be a tough one. So I, I it's got to be up at least around the pace, just about just behind for it to win. If it gets too far back, you can ride it off. I don't think it's going to be coming from too far back. Fair enough, mate. Okay, we'll start to go through it now, runner by runner, guys. We're going to go horse by horse. We're going to say if they're a pretender or if they're a contender. We're going to let you know if we think they can win and why or if they can't win and why. And then at the end, of course, give our tips and our top four across the line. So we go Romantic Warrior, mate, the current field favourite, the number one horse with the saddlecloths. What are your thoughts? Uh, straight away, well, I just want to do something a little bit differently today um, okay. with, our, with our fields. I just want to name um, a couple of form points that we look at and then we'll name our contenders and pretenders. So we've got Fair Romantic enough. Warrior, obviously the one start in um, Australia, fourth place in the Turnbull. So that's the form that you've got to go off, obviously, um, for this race. Contender, in my opinion. Um Favorite for a reason, ran pretty well, and I was pretty happy with the way it looked first up. And it's just going to get stronger. J Max, real confident, um, had no doubt not booking in on it. Um, yeah, definite contender in my opinion, and um, for for good reason. Yeah, the Turnbull seems to be a very strong form line this year. Of course, um, they produced second, third in the Caulfield Cup last week. Of course, longer race, different setup, but still strong form lines um, coming there and. The big thing with Romantic Warrior is everyone seemed to write him off immediately following that um that run. But on face value, the trainer said all week, yeah, he's at 80% fitness right now. He's going to need the run. But they were very bullish and the whole industry was very bullish that he was just so good. His 80% was better than our horse's 100%, which just didn't eventuate. But we do know that his 100% surely is better than quite a bit of this field. So we know that he's going to be up there. Trainer's confident, J-Max confident. He has to be a contender. He's favourite for a reason. Ride him off at your peril. Um, Perfect barrier as well. Yeah. Could not have drawn a better barrier. I think I'm happy to look for value around him, but he is a lock for all exotics as you usually should be putting a favourite in your exotics. Especially for the Cox. I'd be pretty surprised if he's finishing out of the top four. Yeah, I, I think he'll be up there. Um, if he doesn't win, he'll be top top two, I think. So we move to Zaki, mate. 
I'm going to go contender here. Obviously, the form line going out of it was the second place last um, the King Ru- King Charles stakes. King Charles, it was going to run, but then the elevated temperature oh, either no, the day before or on the day got scratched. Um, right. Comes out of the last start, would have probably been the seven stakes, if I'm not mistaken there. Seven stakes behind Think It Over. Yes, the seven stakes behind Think It Over. Um, ran pretty well there, just um, Think It Over just got there in the end. I was on Zaki that day. Um, 10 out of 10 ride from Nash that day yeah, as well 100%, on Think It Over. So, um, that's that's your form you need to go off, obviously, and then um, your third place to start behind Fangirl. But um, you get the extra 400 meters here, punters. Um, look, I'm going to go contender only because um, I do have a soft spot for the horse and um, I think it's got a decent chance. But that barrier could Wouldn't not have been worse. Um, it's going to have to obviously use a lot of petrol to get to the front. However, it hasn't really been out of form lately it's um i think it's run pretty well in the first two sessions of its of its prep third up um should be even fitter and then extra 400 meters should benefit it and i really think the short straight really helps with a leading horse um if saki can save as much petrol as it can to get get to the front and try and or get into a spot where it can kick on um i think it's a contender and it, it could be one of my better value plays um but look the barrier does say a lot so you can look into that how you want to. How about you, mate? Yeah, he's a huge value chance. Um, $18. When do you ever see Zaki at $18? I believe he was $26 earlier in the week. And for that reason alone, if you're a fan of the horse, I wouldn't blame you for getting on because you're never going to see him at that price. <laughs> but I've got him as a pretender purely because that barrier. I had him as a serious, serious contender pre-draw because he looks like he's got no signs of slowing down in old age. Yeah, he's had a couple of um, hiccups here with, you know, the elevated temperature uh, in the autumn, his prep was severely delayed because of a little bit of a misstep. But this spring, he's shown no reason why he can't win another big race before he um, sets off into the uh, the sunset of retirement. But uh, yeah, that barrier. The, I just, I think he's going to have to work hard to get to that lead. He has to defy a lot of history, like we said. If he'd drawn softer, he'd be in it. But I think he's top four chance at best, and thus he has to be a pretender. If I really can't see him winning the race. Logic states I have to go pretender, but I do think the jockey upgrade to Damien Lane's huge because last 100. year Jamie Carr on board, Jamie Carr out of form at the moment. Damien Lane, one of the best jockeys in the country and the world, in my opinion, goes on board. I feel like, like I said with breakup last week, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pure Damien Lane peach that gets him up here. Yeah, hundred percent. So we move to horse number three, mate, Mister Brightside. Interesting one here. Yeah, definitely some good form to go off. Um, four starts this prep. It's been the horse of the spring so far, obviously. Um, yeah, had one, I think, five straight, including an all-star mile until he faltered and came second in that King's Charles win, absolutely smashed by Fangirl. Yeah. Um, I'm going pretender, mate. Could be surprising to some, and I know there'll be a lot of comments in the TikToks, but look, um, extra 400 metres, it just doesn't have me confident enough to back it as a winner. Um, I'll eat my words if I have to, but... Um, it's only race at the 1600 and it's best at the 1600. Um, you get an extra 400 meters against the top horses in the world, uh, in Australia and the world actually, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to – it can win, so I'm going to have to go pretend off. Mate, I'm actually agreeing with you here. I thought that was going to be my big call of the race, but you've actually come in here and said the same thing. Um, purely because he's had three goes over 1600 and he's really shown no signs that he can run – with the best of them at the 2,000-metre mark. Like, I mean, 
I'm more than happy to put my nuts on the line and say he's not going to win the race. Top four chance, maybe. Like like you said, there's going to be a lot of hate in the TikToks, especially if he comes out and smashes them. But I'm happy for it to go through to the keeper. I'm happy for him to win without my money because I'm that confident that he hasn't really threatened. He's chased fairly. He's come two, three lengths off them every time, but he's never really been in that finish at the 2,000 mark. He's a pure miler in my opinion. And I don't know. The only thing that really brings him into this is the second barrier. Okay, yeah. the second barrier allows him to really sit off that pace and then try and get that suck run going around the turn. And he loves Mooney Valley. No one can dispel that. He absolutely loves Mooney Valley. So the love of the track and the fact that he's got a soft barrier brings him into it. But one for the exotics only, in my opinion. 100%. Okay, we go to Alligator Blood. Interesting one here um, for sure. Um, obviously, his form points to go off for his, his win last week. Um and the, the is, Might and Power Stakes. The Might and Power Stakes. Tick that 2,000-metre box. Yep. Um, hasn't won at Mooney Valley before. How so many goes has he had at Mooney Valley? Three, I think. Two, sorry. Two goes at Mooney Valley. Hasn't won. Hasn't okay. placed. Okay. Interesting one. I'm going contender. I think um, although he hasn't won at the distance, um, not at the distance, at the track, I think Mooney Valley is a um, race track that's really going to suit him. I think he's... Drawn perfectly, barrier five. Um, it's going to kick on the inside and then just sit on the um, on the fence up 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 top at the pace, and um, should kick away and hopefully get the win. In my opinion, um, yeah, one of the leading contenders, if not the leading contender, in my opinion, like you said, two goes at Mooney Valley. Um, I mean, last year was Cox Plate. I can't quite remember where that other start came. Um, but, I mean, I think it was a serious forgive. He, he drew the car park last year, and so he had to burn that petrol. Here, he gets a pretty good barrier to be able to try and get to the front, get that rail, like you said. Um, he ticked off the lead longer distance with authority in the Martin Power Stakes. Yes, that was against a field that is not of the quality that comes here at the Cox Plate. I can admit that. And it didn't really blow the, you know, blow the clock away. But still, we know that he's going to get the trip. We know that he'll probably get the lead here, which is how he likes to run. Um, and if they pressure him, he relishes pressure as well. He doesn't back down from it like some horses, like Azaki. I feel like Zaki can sometimes go to water when they pressure him. Um, but blood relishes it. As we've seen, this prep just last start again. They pressured him and he just absolutely gapped them. So, I don't know. He was the first out of the barrel as well. So, they picked five specifically. They've got the pick of everything they could have picked one if they want but they went no we want that barrier we think that's his best chance of winning so clearly the camp's confident i think you'd be stupid to leave him out of any exotic and he's one of the leading chances for sure contender 100 um so gold trip now this is a really he's tried to go corporate cup cox plate melbourne cup twice in a row now and you don't often see horses do it ever let alone two years in a row I reckon this is his best chance to win a Group 1 this spring. I think at the weights, he's not a Melbourne Cup winning chance in my opinion currently. I need to see how he runs this weekend and if he bounces off it well. Um, but, yeah, I think this is probably his best chance. The form is, of course, the Turnbull, which um, produced the second and third from the Caulfield Cup, which included Gold Trip. So, obviously, strong form lines there. Um, and it also might produce Romantic Warrior as well. If Romantic Warrior comes out here and blows him away, it's another strong form line through the race. So, he, clearly, he's got the right form line to be around. But, mate, is he a pretender or a contender in your mind? I think he's a contender. Um, 
I really was impressed with his run last week in the Caulfield Cup. I thought, considering the weight, he was tremendous. the weight he had. Um, I did. I feel like he had a bit of traffic there as well. He wasn't. He, he did. didn't have a clear run. If he had a clear run, and um, probably if he had Mark Zara on board, he he probably wins the race. Zara, like, Zara gave him a whack on the way by. Yeah. Whiffed out a fight and gold trip came yeah. side to side and a little bit of a collision, but so, nothing to do I, a protest. Yeah, 100%. So I, I think um, if you look at it, it's a definite chance. Great form wise to go off. I think it's a genuine contender. It's been running awesome lately. Again, last year, like we mentioned, he ticked the Mooney Valley box. So we know he can get it done at Mooney Valley. Um, he'll get the trip, obviously. He's a Caulfield Cup. Um, Melbourne Cup horse. Obviously, he's going to get 2,000 metres. Zara jumps back on board, which is a huge plus. Um, I mean, yeah, he's going the same, if not stronger, than last year's ninth when he rattled off some really quick sectionals there. So I think he has the makings of a Cox Plate winner, top four all the way, contender. Yeah. Um, we move to my Oberon, who comes out of that King's Charles Stakes. No. Nah. That all you want to say? No, nah, pretender. Yeah, well, he's a pretender for me as well. Um, last year he came out and won on this day and I was like, yeah, he's the next Zaki. He was very impressive and he's bit of dropped off a cliff a bit. The camp maintains that he's a bit of a wet tracker. Um, won't get that on the weekend. Um, I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he runs well, but I don't think he's up to these unless the heavens opened up and it was saturated. Um, then we moved to Pinstriped. No, no chance, Pretender. Yeah, good group two horse, maybe even a group one horse one day, but not a Cox Plate winner, surely not. Good job in getting here, but please, oh, please do not be a speed bump for some better horses and take them out of the race. He's just not up to it, Pretender. Um, the next horse in the field, mate, Fangirl. Comes out of absolutely giving them a shellacking in the King's Charles Stakes over 1,600 metres. Yeah, and of course Steps we to 2,000 metres. Yeah, I wasn't on it for the first time ever. 2,000 metres for the first um, time in its career. Hasn't ticked that box. Never once gone the distance. Last time it went this long was 1,850 metres in a Group 1, I believe it was the Vinery Stud that it won at Newcastle when Rose Hill got rained out. Um I don't know, interesting form lines to step up into a Cox Plate. What are your thoughts? Um, contender. I'll eat my word. I, I I can't. I think it can win. There's a little smoky chance. I wouldn't be on it at the odds it's at. But I'm not going to eat my words with this horse if it does win when I do think it is a half chance. Like I said, I wouldn't be getting on it at the price, but I think it can win. Zach Burton's a plus. Last start was perfect, but yeah, it's a bit a bit similar to bright side extra four hundred. It's tough. Don't know if it can do the two thousand meters. Nah. Yeah, contender boy. I would love to see her win. I've got a um, affection for it. I threatened to shave my head off if she didn't win a big race uh, this spring, and she's gone and won two. Imagine if she adds a third, and it's a Cox Plate here. Um, like I said, Purton, big plus. Barry's a little tricky. If he can keep her in touch with them. Big chance coming around that bend. I don't know. I think she's as good a chance as any. She gives me massive, massive, very elegant 2021 vibes. Swing wide on that turn. Storm home. Flash into the third, maybe even a second. Whether or not she gets up over the top of all of them remains to be seen late. But, yeah, I think she's a must for exotics. She's definitely going to be going um, 
in mine, I think, yeah, like Waller's a genius. You know, he can produce something out of nothing. He said very elegant, was headed to the Cox Plate, and that was its grand final. Then she came out and won the Melbourne Cup by like six lengths or something. So we know he's a bit of a trickster when it comes to grand finals. So who knows? She might come out and absolutely smash them, which would be nice to see. So, yeah, contender. Um, Duas. Uh, pretender in my eyes. Don't think it can match with the rest. Good horse, just not in this field. Yeah, I'm back off the Jewish train. I got on last start, thought it was going to be able to knock off the blood. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, I mean, chased home solidly, got within two lengths in the end. But, I mean, she has to turn the tables on the blood. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think she's always going to be a decent horse that's won a couple of group ones in her career without being considered, you know, a great horse. Like, I don't know, I'll probably eat my words now. She'll probably run a blinder of a race. But she's one of the very few I would genuinely be surprised if it won. So pretender for me. But, I mean, in saying that, I'd be very happy to shake the man who was on it if it won and say, yeah, you're just better than me at reading form, clearly. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, pretender. Um, Now, Victoria Road. Here's the interesting one. Form lines are very, very hard to uh, go off. I actually came across across a tweet earlier. If I can find it, I can explain the form lines because I had to go deep looking because obviously European horses are always hard to read um, here. If I can just find it, it goes through race by race, the form lines of it, of when it won the group one over in America, which internationals have done before state of rest did that before it came over and won in 2021 so clearly it reads well okay here we go so when it won the group one breeders cup juvenile two-year-old race over the mile um as three-year-olds the horses that it beats here's how they went the second horse went on to finish fifth in a group one belmont derby third horse came first at a listed race fourth came first at a group three Fifth came fourth in a Saratoga Derby, another one of their big races. Sixth came first in a listed race. Ninth came first in a group two. Eleventh came first in a group two. So the runners behind it have all gone on to somewhat decent things. Its very last run was behind Buckaroo, who came out and didn't do too much in the King's Charles Stakes, but closed off well enough to suggest that 2,000 metres would probably be there or thereabouts. So interesting form lines. It's hard to get around your head around it. But what are your thoughts? Ah, uh, pretender in my eyes. Just um, yeah, I haven't seen too much about the horse. I haven't done my probably as much research as I have on the other ones that I've been watching for the last couple of years. So um, yeah, not enough for me to 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 kill my own um Australians. <laughs> so fair enough. I'm gonna go contender. Very rare does this stable send horses down under and then be bad, let alone send them to a cox plate and let them be bad. So, I mean, that's obviously a big plus sign there. Uh, Hasn't ticked the 2,000-meter box yet, but, I mean, that was in Europe when the competition for middle distance and stayers is much higher than it is in Australia. Um, Like I said, I went through those form lines. Obviously, it's stacked up in the um, after it went and won that group one over 1,600 meters. Um, Blake Shin could literally ride a broom to victory at the moment. He just gets up for fun these days. Sixth barrier could have him do whatever the camp wants, go back, go forward. It's up to them. Um, I think you have to consider him one of the main threats because he's given me Sir Dragon A vibes, not just because he's in the same silks, but Sir Dragon A and State of Rest as well, both out of nowhere. They were 
12 $14 chances going in the day, shortened considerably, and then won. Sir Dragon A absolutely smashed them. And I remember being here in this room that we're in right now during COVID watching it and just the money coming for him was crazy. So I think the big telling point if this horse has actually got the goods is look for that betting moves. If it starts to drift, warning signs. If it starts to really come in, get on because obviously someone knows something. Yeah, fair enough. Militarized, mate. Zach Lloyd ridden. Zach Lloyd in a Cox plate. My God, you wouldn't have thought that would happen this time last year. Yeah, well, well, was a funny man. Well, is a funny man. Don't know how he's got it, but he's got it. Um, I'm going to go pretender. Um, only thing that really brings it in is it's um, weight on, on back, 49 kilos, 49.5. But um, I just don't think it's done enough militarized to win a Cox Plate. It's, um, it's nowhere as near as good as Animo was coming into this race. And, um, yeah, hasn't seen the 2000s. It's just um, a lot of better horses than it. I don't think it's a contender. I actually got yelled at on Twitter about that. They said that like militarizers probably. Someone said militarizers, the best three-year-old to come into this race since like a Piero or a So You Think. And I said, Animo clearly plays golf. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, good comment, dickhead. Like, and I was like, well, I, I think it's true. I've got him as contender purely because of that weight. And he is the fringe. He is the very last contender in my list of contenders purely because of the weight. We've seen what he can do um, in previous starts. Yeah, the Guineas run wasn't too flash, but he's a special horse that I think is going to win at least a couple more group ones before he goes to the breeding barn. Zach Lloyd winning would just be absolute madness. I'm thinking more of a flashing home into the the placings because of that weight. We often see three-year-olds do well in this race, not always win. I don't know if there's been heaps of winners previously. The last one was, I think, So You Think, in 2009. Don't quote me on that. Um, but they often perform well because 49.5 kilos is feathers. So, I mean, if Lloyd puts him in the right spot and doesn't get lost in the occasion, that is the fact that he's now riding in a cox plate, I think he can definitely maybe put him there, thereabouts. And so, yeah, he's the very lowest contender in my mind as we go to king colorado another three-year-old 45 and a half kilos he's a pretender for me pretender as well i think that's pretty clear yeah i think feathers of course will have him every chance but he hasn't shown as much as militarizer's shown i know he won the jj atkins but i mean the sires and the i can't remember off the top of my head the other group one that militarize run in the autumn showed that he's probably much better suited for a race like this. 100%. So we've gone through, we've said who can win, who can't win. Where's your money going? Uh, the blood. I think the blood, blood? wins. Um, it's got my money on it, on its on its head. That's my winner um, and my trifecta. Go your first four. First four. The blood, romantic warrior, gold trip, um, and then fangirl. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Victoria Road here. Wow. I just, I don't know. I just, I miss the state of rest plunge. I miss the Sir Dragon A plunge. I don't want to miss another one. There are some out there saying that he's going to drift and end up starting 20s. Some are saying he's going to come in and start sevens or sixes. I don't know. It's just so hard to wrap your head around this horse, which makes this race such the great game. It's why it's one of the best races. You know, every single horse realistically has somewhat of a winning chance. Otherwise they wouldn't be here. Um, I don't know. I, 
I just yeah, the blood I think very very hard to beat if he can get a length clear going around that bend and really kick away. But from the videos I've seen of Victoria Road running on, I think he gets a little bit of second wind in that later stages. Shin just needs to get him going at the right time because it's all about timing in the Cox Plate, as we've suggested. So I'll go Victoria Road and then top four, Victoria Road, Alligator Blood, Romantic Warrior, and then Gold Trip uh, as my top four. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't wait until race time. It is one of the best two minutes in all of Australian sports, in my opinion. Yeah, it's up there for sure. But yeah, it's awesome, mate. So any bets we've mentioned, of course, we'll just remind you, Dabble. Shout out to Dabble. Um, Aussie Bookie changing the game of gambling right now. You can just whack any of our bets on using the copy bet button straight into your slips. Put as much as you want on it. But if you are getting on our tips, make sure to do so responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. Gamble responsibly. Oh, Crone's getting a split. 